All right, welcome to the Table Podcast. Uh, this week we're doing something new. We're starting, I, I guess what we're going to call it our sermon series podcast. We're just going to talk about what we're seeing in the passage each week before uh, Thomas teaches it on Sunday. And that way you guys can kind of whet your appetite and start thinking about the passages that we're going to be looking at. Um, but before we do that, we want to shoot a shout out to Ray Ingenieri, who does our editing, and um, and he's super good. And we actually haven't paid him yet for it, and he's still still doing it. So <laughs> I'm hoping to be responsible this week and get him some some dough for that. Hmm. Um, and then Mike Almaroth actually created the intro and outro music for us. So really like that. Our podcast is connected to Mission Church still. Two Mission Church elders are hugely responsible for getting this thing out yeah one cool thing about that uh intro and outro music um that mike did was um we had told him that we wanted some kind of like like nature like sounds in it and so like when you hear when you listen to it and you hear what sounds like a shaker like you know like an egg shaker or whatever that's actually um I think it was mesquite pods that he like was shaking together to make that sound or like mesquite seeds or something. So he did some really cool, uh, like unique stuff with that. that You might not know if you weren't told. So now, you know, and when you see him say, thanks guy, thanks mesquite pod guy. Uh, so this week, uh, we are, uh, we're doing a Psalm, uh, Thomas picked Psalm 30. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, um, it kind of came about as a, a little bit of a, an audible. Um, we weren't originally planning on preaching a psalm this week, um, but um, last week we were um, spending some time praying for the community and thinking through the various things that um, those in the community are up against. And really just became evident that what was needed would be a time to reflect on uh, God's care for us, specifically when we're in the pit. Um, James, Dill actually was the one who was using that that language of the pit. Um, And that's a word that could mean a lot of different things, but it's actually a word that David uses in this psalm. And so that's why we picked Psalm 30, because... Um, in this psalm, you have David crying out to God, asking for salvation in just some pretty, pretty rough circumstances. Um, so it's, it's got some awesome messaging in it, and we're really excited to, to talk through it. Um, yeah, I think if I look over the last couple of years, um, I don't think anybody in our community has not been in the pit yeah. uh, or is in the pit currently. And so I think this is really, really good timing um, just to kind of reflect and see where we've, what we've come through, but also how faithful God is and where we're going. And I think the Psalms are great for that. Yeah. Um, one of the first things when I got a, a counselor he told me to read five Psalms a day. And he said, you know, you got to read these because they're up and they're down and they're angry and they're sad and they're joyful. And it's the full spectrum of emotion all in one shot. Yeah. Um, so and there, it also is just one of those places in scripture when 
you're at a spot where you're just so distressed that you don't know even what to say, you can pray a song and, and allow scripture to be your voice. To mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. The Psalms are really like the prayer book and the song uh, and the song book of the people of God of the church. And I like, I like what you're saying, Nick, being able to like read these aloud. I think, Oftentimes we, we think of prayer as being this thing that people who know how to pray do. <laughs> uh, people who know how to like use big words while they're praying and string a bunch of thoughts together and say all these cool things to God. But really, that's not what prayer is at all. Um, prayer is something that we can, you know, bring creativity to and, and, and in certain contexts, think well about what we're saying, but other times we don't know what to say at all. Uh, The new Testament talks about this in a really unique way. When it talks about um, the spirit of God uh, interceding for us, when we're literally only able to groan. Um, (laughs) Have you ever prayed and you're, you're trying to pray and all you can do is like groan. Uh, Because if you have the Bible promises us that, that God himself, his spirit is taking those groans and turning them into words in the throne room in the presence of God. Um, but what's beautiful about the Psalms is exactly what, what you just said, Nick, that we could just read it and truly make a prayer like Psalm 30 be our own, whether we feel any emotional connection to it or not. Sometimes when we're really in the pit, it's really you're almost you're disassociating you're, you're numb, just like yeah. numb yeah and this could be a legitimate way to pray in those circ- in those circumstances is, is praying this or maybe even i've never thought to do this before but what if you'd like sent it to a friend and mm-hmm. said hey could you please pray this psalm for me like if i got a text like that i know i yeah, want to stop whatever i'm doing and pray that so yeah. So, so in essence, Psalm 30 is a prayer for our whole community. Um, for all the, the gnarly stuff that has gone on, all the gnarly stuff that is going on and will continue. Uh, I think one of the, one of the things I was saying to our neighbors up here in Kathy, who will eventually attend the church, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure of it. Um, but I was like, man, the last two years were rough. They were real rough. And, uh, and I was like, but 2022, that's my year. Like nothing bad is going to happen. And as I was saying it, I was like, you have no control over it. <laughs> like you just, you're a lunatic. You have no clue uh, because something could happen. And then that's the nature of living in a fallen world. Um, and that's, that's okay. Uh, pain and suffering is part of life. And Jesus meets us there. He suffered with us and for us. And so, Anyway, let's um, let's jump into it? some of the things that we're we're seeing. Uh, yeah, read it. Cool. I'm going to read it from uh, the Holman Christian Standard Version, which probably most of you don't care uh, what version I'm reading it in. Um, but I like this version because of some of the some of the ways that it translates certain words. Like um, at one point, David says. Uh, uh, he's talking about when he feels like he's not connected to God. 
one translation puts it bewildered, but this one uh, translates that word terrified. And I, like, I feel like that communicates like some more weight. Um, and uh, when we read it, um, we'll read it with the name of God translated. So we'll say uh, Yahweh instead of just the Lord, which is how David wrote it, which communicates this like this intimate, like conversational quality to what David is doing in, in prayer. He's speaking to a person. So this is Psalm 30. It's a Psalm. It was written for dedication of the house or the temple. And it was written by King David. I will exalt you, Yahweh, because you have lifted me up and have not allowed my enemies to triumph over me. Yahweh, my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. Yahweh, you brought me up from Sheol. You spared me from among those going down to the pit. Sing to Yahweh, you his faithful ones, and praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may spend the night, but there is joy in the morning. When I was secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Yahweh, when you showed me your favor, you made me stand like a strong mountain. When you hid your face, I was terrified. Yahweh, I called to you. I sought favor from you, Yahweh. What gain is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust proclaim you? Will it proclaim your truth? Yahweh, listen and be gracious to me. Yahweh, be my helper. You turned my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness so that I can sing to you and not be silent. Yahweh, my God, I will praise you forever. The word of the Lord. One of the interesting things that I, I find about this psalm is, as you said, it was, a, it was to be sung at the dedication of the temple. So this is a psalm that David writes, but he never gets to sing it in the moment that it was written for. Uh, instead, it was his son. I think that goes in a long line of hard things that David had to go through. I think you'll probably talk more about that on Sunday. But this is just kind of a pinnacle. It reminds me of Moses, actually, when God takes him up to the mountain to see the promised land, but he doesn't get to go in. Hmm. David is like, this is his pinnacle. He longs to build the temple and he can gather supplies but he's not going to get to sing the song. Mm. Yeah. There's like sadness even wrapped up in the middle of, of this, um, which I mean, at that point in David's life, when God kind of denies him that right, David's sad, but I think he also understands. Um, and we see him just like, just be totally trusting with God in that, which I think really draws attention to like, the overall structure of David's life. When we read the Psalms, which David wrote the majority of them, I think we see, we start to get a picture of like David's personality. And what we see is a guy who is really prone to just spazzing out. Um, he does a lot of crazy stuff. And then when we read kind of like historical stuff about him, we see him like doing things like, getting naked and dancing in the streets. Um, we see him uh, pretending to be 
insane um, so that a king that's chasing him won't be scared of him and will leave him alone. Um, he runs into the temple and takes the showbread <laughs> for his men, yeah. which like only the priests are allowed to access. He's like, nah, man, we, we need a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> we need food now. Uh, uh, yeah. And then we read the Psalms and, and you see him like, questioning god constantly we see him uh like claiming that god has abandoned him we see him uh like saying really ragey violent things about uh his enemies and asking god to do terrible things to his enemies um he's just all over the place but at the end of the day the totality of what we see in david's life is even through all of these things because he had spent time with God, because his greatest desire was to sit in the house of God forever, we see this just peace that is like an undercurrent. Or even when things were going really, really crappy for him, we see him constantly return to repentance if he sinned, and we see him constantly return to just acknowledging uh, God's care for him, even in uh, even in the even in the brutal stuff, uh, so yeah, that's that's something that I love about the Psalms and about the life of David because it's relatable. Yeah, totally. I think even if we're looking at just the a few the the first three verses, you see really what I see is is this huge picture of the gospel. Um, one of the then verse three, if if we kind of walk it backward. Um, says, oh, Lord, you brought my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who would go down to the pit. And then that word soul, whenever I read phrases like, oh, my soul was going down to Sheol, my soul was going to death, I tend to disassociate that from my being as a whole. Mm. Um, but that word soul uh, in Hebrews to fashion is really applied to your whole being. And so when you read this, think of like David's entire being is approaching death. Like he's on the brink uh, and, and he's got to cry out to God for help because he can't save himself. Um, and then when I, when I think about those things and I look at verse one and this praising of the Lord for you have drawn me up. Um, I can't help but think of like a, a bucket being lowered into pick up some water out of a well. The, the water can't get out of the well. It can't get into the bucket. It has no power to restore itself and to, to come up. And it's totally the work of the one operating the bucket. And so I'm picturing David here saying like, my life depends on you. And I have no, no way to save myself. I need you. And I think that like, I'm thinking of Jesus and I'm thinking of the gospel. That's where I'm at. It's like, I'm, Water sitting in a well that can't be drawn out. I'm stuck. I'm on the brink of death. Uh, I am in, I'm dead in my sins. And then Christ raises me up. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, just basking in the, the light of the gospel there. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we're going to talk more about this on Sunday for sure. But this imagery of Sheol, um, that's not a word that I use um, in uh, everyday language. Sometimes it gets translated as like hell, 
I'm not walking around going, oh, Sheol. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that happened to me. Um, but actually, Sheol is not, it's not literally hell. We're not talking about this place of eternal punishment. Sheol just means the land of the dead, like the place where dead people go, the condition that you would be in if you die, both body and soul. And um, the wonderful thing about this as New Testament believers who um, are living on this side of Christ's life, death, burial, and resurrection is the knowledge that Christ descended into Sheol for us. Um, he didn't go to hell. He, he died. Like he literally died. He had a real body that actually died. And then it actually was risen from the dead. And there's so much in that that we could, we, I mean, that's yeah. what I'm planning on talking about for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> we might just be stuck in Psalm 30 for the rest of your life. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It, this actually is my favorite Psalm at this point in my life. I, I think that that could shift around, but I've really resonated with this a lot um, as it draws, like I, I, I draw correlations to uh, my sin. As I read Psalm 30, I think about the ways in which Christ has rescued me from um, my own sin. I think about ways that Christ has rescued me from like physical danger. I think about how Christ has rescued my friends from their sin and their physical danger. And it just feels like a, like a very relatable Psalm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there is something in this Psalm for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think this is a psalm that we can pray for one another and over one another, um, and that we should read quite a bit. I also think, and one of the discussions that we were having earlier is that we could, I, when, I, when I said you could preach this for the rest of your life, I really actually believe you could. <laughs> uh, there's just so much in each section to just marinate on and think on. And so what I would really encourage everybody to do is before Sunday comes around, like read this Psalm, read it every day uh, and just start to sit in it. Cause that's what this is meant for is to meditate and think on and ponder and then see how it's connected to all these other places in scripture and how, how it's all over the new Testament. Um, a lot of the actions and, and things that Jesus said uh, I can find in this verse or in this chapter. I'm like, Oh, that reminds me of this or, or even other Psalms. Um, so I think just kind of just spiritually marinating in this thing, which is actually, that sounds weird when I say, <laughs> but we do like to marinate, marinate things around. Yeah. yeah, I love to marinate things. I don't like to marinate people. That's weird and gross. <laughs> <laughs> but God likes to marinate people is what you're really saying. Yeah. Right? God, yeah. God wants us to marinate in his word. That just got so <laughs> awkward so fast. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'm excited to preach this. I feel like I'm preaching it to myself. Even now, I feel like Nick's preaching it to me. Um, I can't wait for us to just really sit in this psalm together um, and think about the ways that um, when we identify with this psalm it can make us cry 
It can also uh, bring us to a, a place of joy, knowing that um, Christ is pulling us up out of the pit. So beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. I think, <clears throat> well, we only looked at three verses, but we'll, we'll cover more on Sunday. Um, hope you guys are blessed and uh, can rejoice in the Lord. Have a good week.